What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Today, I am coming at you from my laundry room. And if you listened to the last episode, you guys know that Jenna and I are in Arizona with two of my best friends in an Airbnb. And the last podcast I did was from our living room, and I thought the acoustics went really well. I was all nervous about the sound quality being not good. Um, and a lot of you guys reached out and said the sound quality was great, so I'm super happy about that. But one of my friends who works in videography was like, you know, uh, you know, works in production. He's like, you know, you, your acoustics would be better if you were in like a small room with the door closed. And so I set up here in the laundry room and when I closed the door, I realized, did they just banish me to the laundry room because they don't want to hear me podcasting because I do talk loud. I closed the door and I looked around. I was like, I'm in the fucking laundry room. Did they just banish me away? Like, or is this like actually good advice? Um, so yes, obviously logic does check out and the acoustics are pretty solid. Um, but yes, once I set up in here, I turned the light on and there was this little fucking low-lying buzzing noise. And so I was like, oh, I can't handle that. And I also can't handle moving back out into the living into the living room. I set up everything here. So fuck it. We're here. We're going. We're starting. We're in the dark. We're in the laundry room. Rinse cycle. Here we go. So today's podcast is titled Just Track Something. And before we start, if you're doing intuitive eating, true intuitive eating, as a disclaimer, you might just want to spend time tracking nothing. Um, and, I, and, and while I don't think intuitive eating is for everybody and certainly not for those with body composition or fitness or performance-based goals, I just thought I'd start with that. If you're somebody who's looking to get away from tracking from quantification altogether in the pursuit of more intuitive style eating, um, I think that this podcast might not entirely be for you, but I still think that you will appreciate the sentiment of just track something because this isn't a, you know how to track your calories and protein. This isn't how to be more meticulous about your macros. This is about generally becoming more aware. And so I think that this does kind of take a step back from needing to be super meticulous and detailed with your tracking and recognizing that just tracking something with a good ROI, which we'll get into, can be really, really helpful. So let's jump into it. And so I think that a lot of people have heard the quote, I think it's by Peter Drucker, um, what gets measured gets managed. What gets measured gets managed. Essentially, something that you are tracking that you are becoming more aware of is something that will improve. Tracked metrics are improved metrics. Like the first step to improving something is to get a clear picture of what you're actually doing. And it's like something I find myself saying in my head when I'm thinking about how to help a client in their early stages, just getting to know each other, thinking about how I can help them. It's like, just track something. It doesn't matter what you're tracking or how well you're doing that thing that you're tracking. It starts with awareness. It starts with painting a clear picture, an honest and objective look at where you're currently at so we can figure out what to do. And a lot of times, and this isn't necessarily the goal, just tracking is going to help you improve that thing because you're becoming more aware. And a lot of times how to improve is actually very simple, but it starts with becoming aware of where you're currently at so you know where to take that step forward. Um, the, the idea is you can start to make realistic and, and more importantly, like more contextual based on where you're at steps forward, right? Like taking steps forward is difficult unless you know where you're currently at and where you need to go. And so we want to start by painting that picture. And that means tracking something, tracking something that we want to see improve. Now, I think the first point that I want to make is just because you're tracking something doesn't mean you need strict targets. Most of my clients who have never tracked anything start by tracking, whether it's calories, protein, fiber, steps, workouts, you know, walks per day, meals and snacks, servings of vegetables, like without targets. Let's set a baseline. Let's get a clear picture of where you're at. And a lot of times, although not the, necessarily the goal, simply by becoming more aware, things start to improve because now you know what you're currently doing and you kind of intuitively will understand what to do to improve that, right? Step one is awareness. It's about awareness. 
It's hard to know, and I don't want to, I'm not going to just harp on counting calories or macros in this, but it's hard to know how to get into a calorie deficit or how many calories you're eating or how many calories you have to eat. If you don't know how many calories you're currently eating on average, set that baseline, understand what you're currently doing, and then decide how to proceed. And we're going to talk in a little bit about how to pick the right things to track for you, right? How do you go about deciding what are the things that you should track based on your goals and your experience? And so we will get to that. But I want to be very clear, this podcast is not about counting the macros. You don't need to count all the macros, right? You can track calories and protein or protein and fiber or servings of protein or servings of vegetables or number of meals and snacks or how satiated you feel after meals or how energetic you feel after certain meals or how optimistic or sad you're feeling today or your steps or your training or your sleep or your cholesterol or other blood work or body comp or weigh-ins and pictures and measurements like... There are so many things you can track, right? Just track something. What gets measured gets managed. You don't need to track everything, and you probably shouldn't, but just track something. And so when you realize that there are so many things out there that you can track that can have a beneficial return, you can start to think about, okay, what are the things that are actually going to help me? Like, how do you pick what to track? And I think something that kind of really uh, means a lot to me or something that I just really very much believe in is this idea of trade-offs. Like you want to track stuff that has a big ROI on your effort. You want something that has a big return on your emotional and your mental effort. And so if you're choosing something that is causing you a lot of emotional and mental stress and not giving you a big return, like that's the opposite of what you want. Sometimes you can... um, rationalize a big ROI for a big effort, a lot of effort, a lot of mental uh, uh, effort. And so like, it's about understanding what are the trade-offs that are worth it to you. You have a finite amount of emotional capacity and effort to put forth towards this stuff, right? You should be using that finite amount of energy, that finite amount of emotional capacity on stuff with big returns, right? You can't track everything. And everyone's going to have a point where it's costing so much of that mental, emotional uh, uh, energy where it's just not worth it anymore. And so accepting and really starting to look at life in terms of trade-offs for some people, tracking all the macros to the fucking gram is going to represent a situation where the trade-offs are worth it. Now, <laughs> I would say that that only is professional athletes and professional bodybuilders, right? Everybody else counting macros. And so, so here's, okay, so let's take that exact example now, right? Like let's take counting all the macros to the gram. And let's look at it from an ROI perspective. Who is that a good ROI for? Well, professional athletes and bodybuilders probably full stop because outside of that, everybody else counting full macros to the gram, worrying about carbs, fats, protein would probably have the exact same results and a way better life and likely and less likely to burn out if they were just counting calories and protein, right? Since this is going to cost less and give almost identical, if not identical return. And so we need to start to look at like, what am I tracking? What am I getting for that? What is it costing me emotionally? Because you need that right ratio of emotional cost and physical returns or emotional returns, returns in in general. And so some examples are like, if your goal is fat loss, counting your calories probably has the biggest ROI because it is the the most uh, important variable when it comes to fat loss and fat gain. So if you're gonna track anything, The thing that probably has the biggest ROI if your goal is fat loss is counting your calories, 
right? And, you know, uh, in that same vein, you might also want to count your calories and your protein and your steps. And I feel like those would be what we would call the lowest hanging fruit with the biggest return for people who are looking to lose fat. If you're building muscle, maybe it's still counting your calories to make sure you're in a surplus and counting your protein to make sure you get adequate protein to build muscle. And then maybe, you know, what climbs up the totem pole there in terms of good ROI for you is tracking your training because that is going to represent something that you want to see improve that will validate your, you know, whatever that your target goal is, which in this case is building muscle. And the truth is, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you just want to build healthier habits. Maybe you don't want to track calories. Maybe you want to get away from tracking calories. That's fucking awesome. You don't need to track calories. Just track something. Maybe you just want to build healthier habits that can just lead to a more healthy lifestyle. Maybe you want to track servings of vegetable or servings of protein or or count your protein and your fiber or count your steps or just number of walks per day or minutes spent outside or how full you're feeling after certain meals or hours of sleep. Like you don't have to track calories or protein. It doesn't need to be that. It doesn't need to be that, but you have to rep, uh, recognize that tracking something is likely going to help you improve that thing. And so whatever you want to see improve, let's start looking at the variables, the metrics that, that kind of go into that. What are the inputs for that? Um, I want better energy. Okay. Maybe let's look at uh, how much sleep you're getting, your caffeine, your caffeine intake, you know, maybe uh, what kinds of foods you're eating and how you're feeling after certain meals. Like, let's start to look at what are the inputs? What do you want? And what are the inputs into that? And let's see what are the low hanging fruit that you can track to improve that outcome. And so like, okay, yeah, if you're a performance athlete, you might want to track your, you know, your heart rate variability or your resting heart rate. And you definitely want to track your workouts. But, you know, Johnny, Johnny, uh, uh, you know, Betty Sue or, or Johnny D, like, they just want to get a little bit healthier. Maybe they're just like tracking servings of protein and, and, and servings of vegetables is going to have a huge return. Honestly, full stop here. Like if everybody in the world, you know, started each meal around a protein and a plant, and this is something I tell all my online coaching clients when they sign on, it's like the number one, in my opinion, healthiest habit that you can, like the lowest hanging fruit with the biggest ROI in terms of, you know, nutrition quality and maintenance of caloric intake and building muscle is starting each meal with a protein and a plant. And you might want to track that. How many meals did I start with a protein and a plant, a plant being a fruit or a vegetable? Like, that is, to me, the lowest hanging fruit with the biggest ROI for overall health and almost a, a, just a wide array of goals. It's like, did you start each meal with a protein and a plant? Yes, you get a check. No, you get an X. Let's track consistency of that. And so it's about finding the thing that has the biggest ROI for your mental and uh, emotional effort, right? Think about think about body composition. Like, Think about what you're going to track. Let's say your goal is fat loss. Like, You have an opportunity. You can track weigh-ins. You can track photos. You can track measurements body fat percentage, you can, you know, track your strength in the gym. Like there's a lot of things you can track. And and the truth is you don't have to track all of those. And every time I take on a new client, I, I offer up all of those and say, Hey, we can track all of these. We can track none of these. We can track some of these. Let's talk about the pros and cons based on our goals, based on how you feel about those things. What are the things we can, we should track? What's going to give us the best return for the least emotional effort, right? And so you don't always need to track everything. You likely shouldn't track everything, but recognizing that you should track something because tracked metrics are improved metrics. What gets measured gets managed. Track something. Now, how do you know if what you're tracking is no longer serving you, right? And this is a, and I, I needed to add this because 
a lot of people, I don't want to see you go all in tracking a whole bunch of stuff, not recognizing the trade-offs, getting yourself in deep with a whole bunch of metrics that don't mean a lot to you, but you've heard are important. Um, and then all of a sudden you're in a position where, you know, you're not uh, uh, assessing or you're not in a good place. You're not actually getting that ROI that you should be because you didn't pick what to choose based around ROI of your efforts and, and emotional um, capacity there. So I think that, that, you know, how to know if something's no longer serving you, you need to ask yourself, is what I'm getting for my efforts physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, is it worth it? Is what I'm tracking and the effort that it takes me to track that thing or those things, is it worth what I am getting for them? Is the juice worth the squeeze? And if you are my client, you know that we will have this conversation all the time. What are the trade-offs? Is it worth it to you? Look at what we're doing. Is it worth the outcome? You know, could you get this outcome with less emotional effort? And the prime example for me, again, is people who are tracking all the macros. Dude, if you are a just a regular person, you're not a professional athlete, you're not a professional bodybuilder, you're tracking all the macros, chances are you could have just a way better life, more flexible life, just tracking calories and protein, right? Or maybe even just calories because you're somebody who does eat relatively protein-centric and it isn't something that you need to put a ton of emotional effort towards. Like, it's important for you at, you know, fairly often to assess what you're doing and say, is this worth it to me? Like, do I want the outcome? And is it worth the cost emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually that I'm paying to get that? Can I get similar results with less mental effort, right? In the short term, am I, am I okay with this sacrifice? In the long term, am I okay with this sacrifice? Are there things that I'm tracking that aren't giving me a big ROI that I might benefit from not tracking a lot? Man, you'd be surprised how many clients I talk to where I talk people into tracking less things. Like you would, you would assume a coach, okay, hire a coach, you can help me with all these metrics, you're gonna track all these things. It's like, information overload. Let's track the lowest hanging fruit with the biggest return on your investment. If your goal is getting stronger, man, calories, protein, and your workouts. Those are the three inputs that make up 99% of your muscle building, right? And in sleep and stuff like that as well. Um, and so, you know, are there things that you're tracking that aren't giving you a big ROI that you might benefit from not tracking? And it's not that those things that you're tracking aren't helpful in a binary sense. People are like, Oh, so carbs and fat, counting carbs and fats is useless. It's like, no, it's not useless. In a binary sense, if you ask me a yes or no question, it's a lie to say tracking calories and protein or tracking carbs and fats is in all cases useless. But it's very potentially, very likely for everybody listening to this podcast, not worth the cost. And that is the way you need to look at the world. That's the way you need to look at the choices that you're making in your fitness is like, it not is this helpful, but is this worth it? What am I getting for this? You have a finite amount of emotional and and and, and psychological effort to put forth, put forth towards your fitness. Like, what are you choosing? It's like, I don't know if you guys have ever read Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, but it's like, you have a finite amount of fucks to give. You have a finite amount of stuff to care about and the stuff to focus on. And if you're giving all of those fucks, if you're giving all of your mental and emotional effort towards things that aren't giving you a good return, I mean, you're just going to live a less happy life. And in this case, sometimes it actually can get in the way of you making physical progress. Like if you're tracking protein, carbs, fats, your workouts, your HRV, your resting heart rate, your core body temperature in the morning, your respiratory rate, you might be like, dude, this is the best uh, uh, milieu, this combination of metrics. I'm going to get the best results. It's like maybe on paper, 
But practically, tracking all those things is actually going to send you down just like a ridiculously complex, unnecessary path where you're probably more likely to burn out. And maybe you get two, two weeks of cool data, but you don't get, you know, a decade of consistency with way more things than you need to be tracking. Cool. So, um, yeah, I guess I was going to give two examples of, of when you might benefit from tracking less stuff, but... Um, I guess I'll still give them again. It's when people are tracking all the macros all the way to the gram, man, you might just be better off tracking calories and protein. Um, And then in that same vein, when people are tracking things specifically to a specific number, you might think, okay, it's specificity going to a specific number must be really like the most accurate way I can get really great results. It's like, okay, but tracking to a specific number might create an an unhealthy mental state because I'm trying to be so unbelievably precise that when I'm a little bit off, I start to feel bad about it and that starts to spiral and I start to you know, feel bad about the fact that I'm not being accurate and then I just quit because fuck it, I can't do this right. It's like, okay, if you're tracking everything to a gram, widen the goalpost, track with a range, right? Be more flexible. A lot of people are like, oh, more flexibility is bad because you're not being as uh, uh, detailed and you're not uh, being as specific with your goals. It's like, you have to balance out how meticulous you're going to be with how beneficial being meticulous actually is. And for a lot of people, it's not as beneficial as you think. You'd be better off being more consistent. I'd rather somebody be 80% consistent in a calorie range than occasionally 100% consistent at an exact calorie amount. But then every, you know, ninth day they say, fuck it, because I'm keeping them shackled to this exact number. Cool. I wanted this podcast to be under 20 minutes. We're at 17 and a half. So I'll give you guys a quick summary and we'll wrap this up here. Um, All right. So. What gets measured gets managed, right? Tracked metrics are improved metrics. Just building some awareness is going to give you a really, you know, uh, a good chance at just that thing improving on its own because you've painted a picture of where you currently are and how to take steps forward becomes more clear. And when you're deciding what to track, what do you track? What do you what What is the thing that's going to help me? And you can't just look at you know, how helpful is this? You also have to look at what does this thing cost me emotionally, time-wise, mentally, anxiety, stress-wise. So you need to find the best ROI, big returns, low emotional effort, low mental effort. And it's not always low mental effort. It's about finding the best ratio because a lot of you guys are going to hear that and they're like, oh, well, tracking calories takes a lot of time. And first of all, that's an arguable statement, but um, tracking calories takes a long time, a lot of stress, a lot of, you know, uh, worrying, a lot of food focus. It's like, okay, like maybe it takes a little bit more food focus than like how many, you know, tracking how many meals you're going to eat a day. But there's a big return if your goal is fat loss. I mean, tracking your calories might have a slightly higher mental cost, but it has a massive physical return. And so it's about finding the right ratio. It's important to consider, you know, uh, if you've gone too far and you would find a better balance of cost-benefit tracking something else. So you always want to look at what's the cost-benefit? What are the trade-offs of what I'm tracking? The emotional cost that I'm paying? What's the return I'm getting? Could I get that same return or nearly the same return with tracking something that costs me less emotional effort, right? You don't need and shouldn't track everything. Just track something. Your steps, your calories, your protein, your servings of vegetables, your weigh-ins, your measurements, your workouts, your blood work, your sleep, your energy levels, you know, journaling, tracking meals and snacks, whatever. Just track something and please assess the trade-offs, you know, periodically over time, every several months, look at, hey, is what I'm doing necessary for me to get the outcome that I'm looking for? And could I potentially peel back some of these layers? Because the truth is the more things that you're tracking on average across large populations, the more likely you are to burn out. 
And so if you're tracking 10 things and your output of that is X, whatever, could you track three things and get as close to X as possible? And would that ratio be better for you? And so I have a lot of clients who come to me tracking all the macros to the exact gram. And when we peel back and we're like, hey, let's track calories in a range and have a protein minimum, let carbs and fats fall where they may. People be, end up having a better life, which is what this is all freaking about, right? Having a better life, not be, being the most ripped. But they also end up being more consistent, which <laughs> over the long term actually does help people usually make more physical pro progress as well. So that might have sounded a bit all over the place. Um, I hope that that was as concise as it, it was in my head before I went on that large rant. Um, but yeah, so it's just something that I say in my head every time I onboard a client. I'm like, let's just track something. Let's let's meet you where you're at. Let's see what your goals are. Let's not be overly ambitious, overly ambitious and start tracking everything at once. But let's track something. Like, what is the low hanging fruit for you that's going to have a big return? And if you're tracking a ton, and you're you know, I have clients who track all the macros, and their goal is maintenance. I'm like, dude, you're not a pro bodybuilder. You're not a pro athlete. You're trying to maintain and recomp like you're causing yourself a ton of uh, uh, requirement in terms of effort for something that we could do with a whole less, a whole lot less effort. Anyway, all right, guys, thanks for listening. And I'm going to try and get some of these slightly shorter monologue podcasts out here. Um, and so hopefully you guys can let me know if this podcast was helpful. If you liked it, do me a huge favor and post a screenshot to your social media and tag me. And I will absolutely answer you. And we can have a chat. Tell me what you thought. Tell me if the, uh, if the sound quality was all right, all right? Thanks for listening, guys. I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical. If you enjoyed it, if you found value, do me a favor and take a screenshot of your phone and post it to your social media. If you do, tag me so I can say thanks. If you ever want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at Jordan Lips Fitness on Instagram, or you can email me, jordanlips at jordanlipsfitness.com, or check out the website, jordanlipsfitness.com. I'd love to chat. Have a great day.